is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to The Black Heron, Episode 2. Not the intro you're expecting, I'm sure. But as you know, from uh, on the first of every month, I will be releasing, as will Rachel, a, another episode of our fireside friends gossip catch up chat behind the doors. Uh, and you will be able to uh, listen to that on the first of every month. And of course, uh, if you would like to get early access to that, then you can by joining one or other of our Patreons. Uh, so you can find me at Sasha Black, uh, sorry, at Patreon patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black and you will get the next episode a month early so as this goes live episode three is going live on the Patreon. Okay no introduction for me that's it I hope you enjoy this extra bonus content. One more thing uh, as I mentioned I think last episode or a couple of episodes ago I had a funny thing with Zoom where my mic wasn't being picked up and unfortunately this is one of those episodes that recorded off the wrong mic so it is a little bit tinny I apologize uh I'm recording this evening as I edit this podcast together, so I will double check to make sure the right mic pick is picking me up in Zoom tonight. Hi, darling. Hello. How are you? How's I'm... your month been? It's <laughs> been bonkers. It's been banana pants in terms oh, of wow. what I've been doing and what has been changing, and I cannot wait to hear everything about you. I have a proposal. <laughs> what if we do like a little like like a personal catch up and then we launch into business. Although like, how are we going to keep this two separate? <laughs> I, let's do it. Let's try though. Let's try. <laughs> yeah, let's try. I like it. How about you? You you have been doing a lot more than I have. Well, I mean, I traveled like 1300 miles across Africa. <laughs> what countries were you in? I know you were in South Africa. Just South Africa. Oh, wow. so yeah. So it. I mean, so I forget how big thing. it is. This was like a mind-blowing epiphany for me. I mean, we all know that the map is wrong, right? The map that we are taught in school is a hundred percent wrong. They're all like proportionately incorrect. But what yeah. blew my mind was that we got on this ten-hour flight from Heathrow. Literally eight of those 10 hours were flying across fucking Africa. Eight of the 10 hours flying at 600 miles per hour. Like the enormity of that country is just boggling to me. And in the meantime, we flew across fucking England, France, Spain, like the fucking two seas in between in two hours. (laughs) And then you hit the continent of Africa. Oh my God. So I just, yeah, it, it's, it's so big. You can't even fathom. And the crazy thing is, I was like, oh yeah, okay, so Cape Town, like, can we not like squeeze Cape Town in? It was still 2,000 kilometers away from where we were. I know, I know. You're I kidding. Kidding. No, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I know. It was, so I, I, it was like a real education in the fact that we are fucking insignificant in this country. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was amazing and life-changing and uh what was, the, what was the most life-changing part of it? So uh, probably a couple of things. The, the first thing was um I got to look an elephant in the eye whilst oh I said God. it, which was like and there was 
this elephant had the most beautiful hazel eyes and she was just the most glorious creature and so fucking big <laughs> and slightly terrifying but also beautiful and um, yeah so, th- so that was that so that was the first one and, and that oh. was definitely bucket list and like you know I got I got to sort of touch her and feed her and that was amazing but then the other thing that was really life-changing was the fact that um so on this 1300 mile trip we drove past literally thousands of townships and so these are these um i mean technically they are illegal because they are not established by the government Mm -hmm. who's meant to own the land or whatever bullshit there is but um basically people who create um villages in a sense um but these homes are created out of corrugated metal and bricks hold them together and that is basically it there's no running water there's no um electricity uh and where there is electricity they literally throw wires over the um cabling and loads of people die trying to pull yeah it's horrific trying to pull electricity off of the main lines into their house like all these live wires yeah no water no electricity i mean we 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 drove past kids washing clothes in dirty river water and playing with these um toy cars that they built out of wire and you know my sister my stepsister gave her wedding cake away and oh I'm getting like I'm going goosebumpy even thinking about it like the joy that some of these people like they literally danced down the road with open arms for this two-day-old wedding cake and it was just such a reminder that like just (laughs) I don't know like just I'm so privileged I'm so fucking privileged. Like, I can always try again. Nothing is a problem. You know, mistakes can be remade, you know, had another go because we we are privileged enough to have second chances. You will never have have to climb a a pole to try to get electricity and maybe kill yourself and not be able to support your family. You can make, you you said that to me in a Marco Polo message that you sent me, like, you can make the mistakes. You can, because of that privilege, it's, it's, it's And it was, it was, yeah, it was such, such a reminder like I just you know like we all watch tv we all watch the news and we see poverty on tv there's there's homeless people in the city right everybody's city has homeless people it is fucking nothing compared to the quantity of people living in impoverished environments in Africa you just I just you you cannot count you cannot count because it is that enormous and that was horrifying to me I just I you know I I feel very uh, naive to be honest with you um and uneducated on quite how bad the situation is so yeah that is the thing that is going to stay with me forever Mm. I have this I have this idea because um that I don't think any of us can understand what that is like until we see it and I admit that I have never seen it I've seen poverty and on a real minor scale and you know the states and you know homeless encampments, but, but I've never passed that for um, hours. No, no, but I I don't think I can, I understand that like mentally I don't get it and I wouldn't get it until I saw it. And that must be really a mind shift. Yeah. That, that was definitely how I, that it was a shift. It was a real stop and my life is never going to be the same again because I've seen that and I desperately want to do something about it and I have no 
fucking idea how you how you change an entire world <laughs> our world is fucked like yeah. that should not be happening you know and and i just wanted to say um i know i said earlier um it, the poverty in the uk is nothing that i don't mean nothing oh it i understand problem yes of course i just meant yeah but it's it not like 10 whole... hours of driving and that's all you yeah. see is yes yeah that was the shocking bit yeah yeah, yeah. But tell me about your month. I want to know your things. <laughs> it's so not going to South Africa, which is a place I've always wanted to go. And someday I will get there. <laughs> um, my month has been kind of, um, well, I went to I went to the RWNZ, uh, Romance Writers of New Zealand conference, which was um, great and completely overwhelming. And I don't know how to people anymore. And I, I, <laughs> I lost my shit. Um, more ways than one. I was so sick, so sick afterwards with this terrible abdominal migraine. And I was just really, really ill for about three days. And, uh, and I talked to our pal, Ellie, um, of, of Becca Syme fame. And, and she was starting, she started talking to me about boundaries and what, you know, where oh, we're wow. bound. We're bound. Straight in there with, the, with the sucker punch. Straight. <laughs> yeah, she sucker punched me like twice in that, in that phone, in our first phone call. No, but she did. I did, I did say to Ellie, who is, a, who is a, for people who don't know, she's a coach within the Clifton Strengths who works for Rebecca Simon. She's fantastic and she's mind blowing. And, um, and now she's my monthly coach. Oh, she's, I'm so excited because I want, I was just copying Sasha. And I told her, I said, I said I'm copying Sasha. And she, goes oh yeah she goes but you know looking at your strengths I'm not going to be mean to you like I am to her <laughs> she said, I'm going to be much more gentle with you I don't need to do that wow said, thank god <laughs> and then she went proceeded to be not gentle at all that sweet little smile that she yeah. had but she was you know she was basically you know set aside all of my you know businessy kind of questions about how do I write more blah, blah, blah. she's like okay let's talk about your soul and um <laughs> boundaries and and I still haven't done the exercise that she needed me to do which was like draw actually the concentric circles of who do you let in close and closer and closest uh because of my relator um take a drink Clifton strikes and uh um, so I'm going to do that before I see her on Friday for our mini coaching, but where am I going with I this? Love, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I love that I do exactly the same. I send her a list of questions and then she just takes the whole conversation when she wants it, which is exactly where it needs to go which as well. Like that's exactly where it needs to go. And what we are saying here, people, is that writing coaches are amazing, especially if you get the they right are. one for you. Um, and, and I don't, I, so then. You know, I argued with her for a while about how I couldn't use the help that I thought I needed and wanted. And, you know, email is always my my biggest problem. And I set up the most amazing email autoresponder that the world has ever seen. Did you see it yet? No, I have not. But I'm going to email you immediately after this just to get the email. Email me to get it because the very first one is like, if this is if this is urgent because there's a bomb underneath your chair and it will detonate if I don't get back to you quick enough, please put urgent in the subject line and I might see it in time. Otherwise, prayer hands. Like I just But, oh, but, God, then, I love but, but I guess, you know, otherwise, you know, people always like to put urgent in the subject line and go, do you, do you recommend a writing conference? I mean, that is not urgent. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And and then the other one that was really important to me to get in there, there's a bunch of things. I was just like, fuck it. You know, people read to the end. God bless them. If they don't, I don't care. But I put in this big paragraph about if you are sending me a compliment of any sort, thanking me for anything, here's how you have just made my heart feel. Because that is the hardest part to me. And sometimes I will avoid email sometimes for weeks because there will be a bunch of those kind of emails in there. And I don't know how to respond. I like to put my head under the sand. I don't, I can't say thank. I mean, I do say thank you, but I don't say it well. So I tried to say it really heartfelt in that little paragraph. And then if they, and they probably will, because I generally do get around to it eventually. But if, then when I send them a like, thank you so much, really, really, you touched my heart. They'll already know that I had a problem with it and I don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm underwater. And this, it's a thing of beauty. People just email me, Rachel at rachelhire.com. Got to spell it right. I love that. Just to I see the auto respond. And then I won't respond. But so I set yeah. that up and that was, and that was fantastic. And that, oh, and then I use something called boomerang. Have you ever heard of boomerang? I've heard you talk about boomerang before. Yeah. I turned yeah. it back it on. It terrifies me. It's so good. It's so the thing is, you can always go to the boomerang file and peek at it just to see if there's anything that's going to explode. But this, I I needed this royalty uh, audiobook question answered, and the the nobody's answering me at the at the at the um, audio company Blackstone. So I kept escalating it, and then like the CEO responded and put urgent in the title, and I got it. And it was this thing that he was like, we, we didn't even know how to reach you. So it worked. It worked on a business, like time sensitive thing. And that now my brain is, and what Boomerang does is it keeps all your emails out of your inbox until a set time when they'll dump in. I turned it off so they won't dump in. There's no set time. I have to choose. I have to go push unpause Boomerang. And I'm trying to do it once, maybe twice a week. And then they all fill in and I spend a few hours going through. But otherwise everything's out except people that I have whitelisted like you and my sisters and you know my assistant all of those will always come in my my editor my agent all those but uh but otherwise it's really good it's really good that is amazing do you still have guilt around the email then i have i have probably 75 percent less guilt around the email as of this week yes yeah because okay. there is a there is a lovey touchy feely thing yeah. that i am sending out regularly and because that, that person will feel appreciated me. Yeah. Yeah. No, the guilt has been uh, a thousand pounds and I just, I have 75% less. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, we just, we just fucked off with them. Personal stuff. There's no other, there's no other personal stuff. There's one more. There's one more because I think that you will appreciate it and it's Ellie related. Ellie gave me, Ellie gave me a a 30 day homework. Oh, ouch. Yes. (laughs) What is it? it? Ouch. So it appears that I have a problem with control. <laughs> That's so weird. I can't. I, I can't. Know. What? You? Yeah, I know. Do you know that that is my number one, my number one problem in life? That is literally. Well, you may end up yeah, with so homework. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Note to self. Don't ever mention that to Ellie. <laughs> tell me. Tell me what it is. So basically. She was like, you need to email me every day with the same sentence, like as an affirmation. And the affirmation is like, let me get the exact phrasing. Yes, even after 19 days, I still don't know it off my heart. <laughs> but the phrase, where is my sent item? Here we go. Let me find today. Okay. So it says, I cannot place expectations on people or things outside of my control. And I cannot control everyone and everything. But here was the thing. Not only did I have to send that, I had to send like a thought or a way that I do this or a way that it impacts my life. And so like the first two or three days, 
I like basically just re-said what Ellie had said to me. But then we were away mm-hmm. and I was away from work. And so every day got deeper and deeper. Ooh. And then I got to like the why. Why am I behaving like this? Why do I do this? And it was like this meditative kind of experiment and like it has been enlightening I'm on day 19 so I'm like two-thirds of the way through and I've done it consistently as well like I don't know how like given some of the flights and things but yeah yeah I thought you would like it because it's thinking on one topic every single day intentionally for 30 days or 19 for me currently has been so fascinating and like I just didn't think that I could get any deeper but every day I've gone a layer deeper and so like I want to do this experiment with something else so yeah I thought you would like that that is gorgeous and it it reminds me of like you're accidentally in recovery like that is that is such a recovery thing to do, you know? So I am in recovery mm-hmm. from alcohol and some other substance abuse stuff. And uh, and we're constantly talking about and thinking about and reaffirming that we're basically in control of almost nothing, including a okay. lot of times myself. Like the only yeah. thing that I can control is is really not myself. And I hate that so much. I hate it with all of my being. But when yeah. I do meditate on it and keep thinking about it and keep talking about it, it, for me, and I know this is different for everybody, but for me, it always comes down to fear and what I, you know, and I do believe that I should be running the world and I have a much better mm-hmm. way of doing it than everyone else. <laughs> if people would just get out of my way and let me run the show, which is bullshit, <laughs> but that is what my brain tells me. I know. And so I've been having all of these realizations that basically the only thing that I can do is like control my reaction and my thoughts. And like that is basically fucking it, which has been horrible. And, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) one has to accept these things. So here I am. Wow. How does does Chloe do with your controlling tendencies? Because I will say that Lala, it's like, it's, it's, she really hates it and she will never put up with one second of it, unfortunately. So have I told you what Chloe's strengths are? Uh, no, I, if you have, I forgot. So she's command significant self-assurance. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Lala is like yeah. adaptability, 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 adaptability. Oh, she's, wow. she's, she's, she just lives on another plane and she does let me do some controlling things, but as soon as I start trying to control her at all, but that's yeah. hilarious. So your guys' blow-ups we must are, be intense. We don't argue. In oh, 13 years, we have had three arguments. Preservation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nuclear reaction would be a little too much. <laughs> so basically, Chloe blows very quickly ah. and then sort of takes like 24 hours and then she comes back down to earth. I don't ever blow because if I blow, it's like Hiroshima. (laughs) So like those three arguments were basically me blowing over the 13 years. Wow. That's how we count them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are two yellow dominant women, which is crazy. Like, yeah, I don't know. a lot of people are like, wow. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Explain yeah. for people what yellow dominant means for those who might not know. Um, so that's like influencing strengths. 
which are basically the sort of rarer ones. We're quite uh, emotionally uh, um, expressive. Is those strengths we like? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I do. You know, I don't have done. I don't know how to explain the influencing strengths other than other than all of the ones that nobody really understands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but business. Business. How is it yes. going to be back at home and in the chair? This is your second. This is your first day back. This is my first day back. So guess what today's email to Ellie was about? <laughs> it was me having the expectation that I could just come right back to work. Uh, Bless my yeah. naive soul. Yeah, I, I definitely can. <laughs> I definitely got up this morning like, yeah. I'm going to dominate. Everything's going to be amazing. I'm going to do and like I'll check everything off the, all the lists. Yeah. 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 And then I did fuck nothing until 12 o'clock. I like cleaned my desk. I like dealt with my purse. I cleaned my desk again. And then I cleaned my drawer. And then I was like, wow, like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I work? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need to be doing? What is your next biggest project that thing? <sighs> <laughs> I need, what I need to be doing is saying no to stuff. And what I've actually done is said yes to too many things. So this month, this week, I've got two weeks, and I think I've got to do eight presentations. And what are these presentations? Um, so I've got one uh, for my, uh, master, my Rebel Readers Patreon masterclass. We're deconstructing Gallant by the Schwab. Yeah. I've got one on um, the senses, one on mastering the unlikable character, one on self-publishing 101. Are these like for on Jericho or Ally or? Four are for Jericho. One oh is for God. Patreon. And then two, I'm not, it's either one or two for Ally. And then Oh, I've got another one. Oh, go on. No, I mean, do do these come with like slideshows? Do do you have like, Mm. oh Mm. no. So they're Mm. not even like sitting and reacting to interview questions or something. No, no. One, one is, I've got one that's that. Yeah. I know. I made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of times. I made multiple mistakes. Like the the Jericho one, I don't mind because it's in person and that's fun. Like I haven't done that really for a really long time so I'm kind of like nervous and excited um and that's four of them in one um yeah but also like I really just want to be writing because yeah whilst I was away I completely changed the plot of my story and apparently that's normal for me so Ellie tells me I I <laughs> beg to differ but apparently I do that every single time really hmm <laughs> She calls it retweaking, and I just have no memory of doing that. I, I have a memory now, but it's not the point. <laughs> I don't want it to be part of my process. Why does it have to be part of it? I don't, that's so interesting because you go away and your brain just rejiggers, and you think deeper about mm-hmm. what. I mean, that's that's the whole thing about writing for for a lot of us. I think is that like we think about it, and then it makes us smarter because we're thinking about our books, and now we're smarter people, and we come up with a better fucking idea and then we've got to do so it annoying because we weren't that smart when we started thinking about the book but then it taught us something why, you know? but, but why can't the first idea be the best one where where is your intellection i'm going to ask you this forever 11 but so I it's have, right up there yeah yeah i and i have like other i have strategic and learner and input input screen i think input screen yeah yeah so i have like three others that because strategic is my second so yeah, it yeah. gets pulled up. It's annoying. It's annoying. 
but um the story unsurprisingly is much better now <laughs> and where are you and you're where are you in the drafting phase of this skeletoning I'm, a, or? I'm about to start skeletoning yeah yeah mm-hmm. after I've done these presentations so yeah yeah and then I will just go straight into like writing I think Oh, that's going to feel you? so good. Stuff. I've talked too much. I want to hear Oh, you haven't stuff. talked too much. You're, you're fascinating. So um, I, I talked to Ellie about my fear of, <laughs> this is such a great moment. Um, so I'm writing this queer, paranormal, midlife women's fiction. And I was like, Par- you know, my paranormal midlife women's fiction is already a niche. And I told her, you know, like what you and I have talked about, like in adding the queer part to it is making it a bigger, I mean, a, a, a smaller sub, 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 sub niche. And she's like, yeah. And I said, and I want to make money on this. And she goes, oh yeah, I don't know if you can do that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, oh and I was mad for like four seconds. And I thought, no, this is what I have been wondering about. Also, there was such a level of relief when she said it. And here's what happened to me. I have been I have been moving towards, I had been moving towards the money and thinking about this queer paranormal series, right? Um, but in my heart, I know that I don't like writing series. I just don't like doing it. I've done it four times, five times. Um, and I always, always get bored. And I was already getting bored about thinking of the second or third book. Um, like the second book, you shouldn't already be getting bored with this idea. So I had this thought, which was just like, oh, maybe this is not a series. Maybe this is a big beautiful standalone that I love and that I am so fucking proud of. And, and then that begs the question, oh my gosh, so much happened. So much has happened. That begs the question, do you, do I want to put it into KU? Like I would, you know, self-publish and put it in KU, like I was going to do. It's very hard to get traction and readership in a, in a, with a book like that. If you don't have a series to back it up, all of those books have series. So I am going to let my agent have it um, for a while, do what she wants with it. And if she can't sell it, then I will self-publish it obviously and do the promo, but doing promo on a brand new genre with no other books to follow it will be difficult and that's fine. There will be some readership and that'll be lovely. And I love this book and that doesn't change it, but I don't, I'm not attaching weight anymore to it to make a ton of money. So then the next question was like, well, what do I really want to do, do? And that was going to be my next question. And then my, my heart told me the answer. And I think we talked about this briefly, but my heart, my, my heart knows that what I love doing the most, and I've always said this is writing the nonfiction, writing the creative nonfiction, writing memoir, writing, writing for writers. Um, And I have had this block, this mental block for a while about, I shouldn't make, I want to make more money from selling my books than I do teaching. And right now I don't, I make more money teaching than selling my books, which for a long time has made me feel like, well, I'm failing in some way. You know, those who, those who can do those who can't teach that stupid, that stupid saying, um, but I have to tell you, I have been loving teaching so much. Like my whole heart has been melting into puddles all, all around me. And it just struck home that, okay, I love teaching the 90-day classes. I love helping writers write. I also write a shit ton of books and I'm really good at writing books. That's not going to stop. But I'm going to move forward just writing the next book that I want to write. And then after I finish that book... I'll write the next book that I want to write. And if that's a new, brand new novel that takes me by surprise, I'll write that. Um, But the next thing that I'm going to write after, so I'm, you know, finishing edits on 
the seven miracles, the paranormal, uh, finishing edits or I'm getting edits pretty soon from my editor on the memoir, which is called the fix and is my recovery memoir. And then the book after that will be the 90 days to done book. Do you want to hear the subtitle of it though? Yes. 90 days to done using responsive writing to stop overthinking and finally finish your beautiful book. Oh, something like that. And responsive writing is like my new thing that I'm teaching and that I love. And then it's just lighting students up. And, and then we're going to go super woo for a second. Okay. Super woo, super, super woo. So I went away this last weekend on a writer's retreat, solo writer's retreat. I tried to do it every six months. Um, I I Marco Polo'd you from the tub, I think. And this tub was outside on the edge of a cliff. No one around except the, the owner's parents did walk by while I was in the tub and I'm holding my boobs under the water and they're like, no, we're not going to come closer. But I didn't know what they were saying because the wind was really loud. So, but it was beautiful. So I was all by myself out there. And I just kept, I was, you know, I went out there to think and to journal and to meditate on all of these things. And I'm going to tell you something and you don't have to believe me and no one listening has to believe me, but I have a student who is a beautiful person and um, don't laugh, receives messages from a beloved person who is no longer on this side of the veil and she gets messages sometimes for other people and out of the blue the night before I left the night before I left I had been lying in our bed here at home and I thought oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna do the opposite thing of what I thought I was gonna do I thought I was trying to lean away from teaching I'm going to lean into teaching with all of my heart and do it right this time and do it with all of my heart and so then I woke up to this message and I'm gonna read it to you um Mm -hmm. this person who does not know me very well and I don't know her very well says that this person her person told her to say to me, it's time for you to step into a new role. It's not what you thought you would be doing right now. It's a new chapter. It feels like this, but it really isn't at all. It's what you have always been meant to be doing and really have been doing all along. You are just (sighs) formalizing this. Don't let the awkward in between stop you from stepping into it. Oh my God. And I was like, have I been doing this all, all along? I have been doing, it. I've been teaching for years. I'm, I'm 320 episodes into my podcast, you know, six plus years. I have been teaching this whole time, but only half-assed, not half-assed. I don't half-ass anything. I whole-ass everything, but, but always with the intention of like, well, it shouldn't be as important to me as it is. It is that important. And I fucking love it. So here's my new thing. I am Mama bear to writers, because I will, I will cut a bitch. I will fight anybody who tries to hurt any new writer or any writer who gets hurt. Um, and I want to be Mr. Rogers meets Tim Gunn. And my mantra is, um, I'm proud of you. Now make it work. Oh, oh my God. I love it. I love it. That's literally, I don't know who that person is, but I was like, it, a chill literally went like, and I couldn't argue that it, I really do believe it came to me. I don't believe it's bullshit. And I think that like, you know, nine other people could have told me something like that. And I would have thought it was bullshit, but because I'd made that decision just hours before, and I'd also headed to my desk to send her a message. That's the only reason I was opening Slack that morning was to send her a message just to thank her for being such a bright light in my classes. Cause she's so positive and encouraging and she makes everybody feel good. And I opened Slack to send her a message and she had sent that to me like an hour earlier. So, oh and then I got on the road and I spent two and a half days journaling about this and, and, and like on TikTok, I've never known what to do on TikTok. You know what I'm going to do on TikTok now? I'm just going to mama bear writers. That's all I'm going to do. 
And that's what I, I love, love doing. I love it. You like it? I it's okay? It. Yes, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. It's so like No, I, because also, like, I have listened to you for so long because I love the way you talk about writing. I love that, the way that you teach with such positivity and encouragement and, like, oh, my God, I'm excited that you are now full heart all the way in. Like, and it makes so much sense as well. I wanted to ask, the responsive writing, is that going to be in the book or is that going to be a book in of itself? It's going to, I think it's going to be in the book. It could be its okay. own, it could be its own thing. However, I kind of want it just like business SEO wise, like 90 days to done is mine. It's also mm-hmm. catchy kind of slash clickbaity. Like if mm-hmm. I were looking for a book and I was new, I'd go 90 days, what? And then I would read that title and go, what's responsive writing? And then it'll say what it is in the blurb. And I don't need to separate those two things because I've got faster after your memoir, which does really well. It's, it's probably my bestseller, honestly. I would say not probably that and my and my memoir that I re-released this year um, are my two. So look at you know, the numbers don't even lie. What I sell is nonfiction about writing and memoir. That's what sells the best. And I write great fiction. I know that I do. But what I what my heart sings to is is helping other people. And I know that you get that like you uh-huh. you get the wanting to help other people. And that's also I do. when I say it. Ugh, I want to no, but... have the same battle like I feel. <sighs> I still have the same, but I want my money to come from here. And like, I've heard Joanna Penn say it so many times, like, don't be romantic about where your money comes from. And I'm like, I I have heard her say that. Honestly, I cannot tell you how many times. And like, I want to listen. I do. (laughs) But I'm still precious. Like, so I won't be forever, but like, yeah. I think I may be over the hump. I think I may, I may have just crawled over that hump because it matters what we are doing. Both. Our fiction and our nonfiction matter to people. And that, and that, what a, what a, what a fucking gift. Like what, speaking of privilege, the fact that we can sit on Zoom and have this conversation about our life's work. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I don't want to write things that don't matter. That's the problem. Right. And, but that comes with consequences and I might not like them, but they're there. It's almost like I can't control it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. And so me choosing not to move forward into series, which was already breaking my soul, was me letting go of trying to control a financial outcome. And it felt so good to let that go. Yeah, I can't. I can't let that go yet. (laughs) One day. Nor do you have to. Nor do you have to. It's It's not. It's It's not. I want you to write series and make a bajillion, well, majillion dollars. This is the thing. I don't, I hate series, which is why I was laughing. All the way along. <laughs> oh, really? I, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't even read them. I don't fucking read them. Okay. Like, okay. That's there's... hilarious. I would love right? to hear other people talk about that. I don't read them either. What I do is I read a book. I fall in love with it. And I go, I'd love to read the second book, but I need a break. And then I have a break of like seven years. Yeah. And then I might, I'm not exaggerating. And then I might read yeah. the second book, even though my heart wants to. Yes, but I, I do exactly the same. Why? I have read so many first in series. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that was so good. What are they going to read now? Like, it, like I mean, it must be different. sparkly new. Do you, have I asked you this? Um, it, it, I, if I forget things, it's just because my brain is a sip. Do you have ADHD? I don't. Okay. I don't. I'm, I've never been diagnosed with it. I, I don't, I don't think I do. I think I have other things. <laughs> 
I don't have ADHD. Chloe and my son both have ADHD. Ah, yeah. So, yeah. So you understand yeah. it, you see it. Yeah. Yes, I understand it. I see it. Yeah, I live with it. Yeah. <laughs> Two thirds of my household. Um, Atlas is not diagnosed, but we he we've been put on a pathway. We're pretty sure yeah. he probably has ADHD. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I don't know what it is. I I do. I I think it's like travel for me. There are so many countries that I want to visit. But I don't like to visit the same country twice. I like to go and I like to do it properly the first time. Um, and then visit another one. And I feel like that with books. I don't reread books. I um, oh my I, god! Last I, night my wife tried to like make because I was I was in a reading slump and I was just like flicking through books on my you know sample chapters on my Kindle. And she said, "Why don't you just reread a book?" And I was oh. Oh, yeah. that's a great, probably a great idea. Yeah. I'd probably enjoy it. And I, and I, as a, as a good wife, I said, that is a great idea. I'm going to consider that. And then in my brain, yeah. I'm like, there's a short life here. Do you know how many books I want to read? Exactly. 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 Yeah. And that is exactly, oh, I just said exactly the same. And this is what, so for me, I'm like, well, I can do interconnected standalone. Like that's the only solution yes. to not, like to still writing series without it being a series because that I nearly didn't finish my first series just because I fucking that's right you had it. such a hard time with that yeah. yeah so I'm not doing that again <laughs> so yeah I can't and and it just makes like so much sense like I don't like it's funny because like even it's so rare for me to binge anything even on tv I prefer movies over series over tv series Yep, like me too. That one Absolutely. And done, one I and want done. a closed loop. Yes. I want yes. to sit down for an hour and a half or two hours and have it done. I will do series, but also I am three episodes into 400,000 series. Yeah. That's, that's, and I like all of them. I want, I, yeah. I won't even watch a second one if I don't love it, but I cannot. Well, so the, the series that I tend to finish are the ones that my wife likes, right? Yes, so exactly. If we because we sit like on the couch it, together. Then, yes. Yeah. Exactly. But otherwise, like it will take me a shit you not like eight months to finish a TV show because I just oh, don't yeah. have any time and I choose other things over sitting down and watching it. So I, I finished the I finished the Americans this year, like early a few months ago. And I think it I think it ended three or four years ago. That's yeah. how long I've been watching. <laughs> also it was fantastic and the ending was perfect. But like <laughs> one yeah. time for her birthday for Lala's birthday, she asked me to watch The Good Place with her this the whole oh, first season. I love she, that show. I loved it too, and I loved it, but she knew I wouldn't do it unless she made it like completely like this is all I want for my birthday. Okay, well, of course, of course, I'm gonna. Watch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we get it's so difficult because we're like, no, you can't, you can't watch that without me, and then it's like five days for Chloe before I have the time to sit down again and watch TV, me and too. she's like. Come on. But um, yeah, what have you read since I have last spoken to you? Oh, you know what? I read, you will love this. David Ellis, Look Closer. Um, He's represented by my agent and she actually sent me a copy of it. It is a thriller. And I'm I'm like, I'm pretty committed to, well, I'll just say that. I'm pretty committed to not reading straight white males right now because there's so much other good stuff there and I picked it up because I took it on my retreat and she had sent it to me it was brilliant and twisty and stuff I didn't see coming and it's very kind of hard to surprise me you know anymore with thrillers Mm. because we see it all and we're writers and we're we're underneath you know we're inside the gears of it and it was really really well written and moving I really loved it uh 
what else did I read? I read the new Becky Chambers, the first novella. I don't know if you do. I don't do so much science fiction, but she's kind of cozy science fiction. And she oh, writes like about this cozy fantasy movement. Yeah. I read a cozy fantasy. I, read, I can't remember what it was called, but it was one that everybody was reading on TikTok. And it was a darling. Legend about the lattes. Yeah. lattes. I, I have it literally here to read. It's precious. And so this one is science fiction, but I mean, it's really more fantasy. It's about um, a tea, tea making monk who meets a robot in the forest and they go on a little adventure. And it was just Aww. so nice. And um, what else I've been reading? Oh, I've been doing some Seth Godin drop-ins. And do you, do you read him? I have read some of his. I've read The Dip. I've read All Marketers Are Liars. And I think have I've read, read the something practice? else. Is that the blue cover? I don't remember. I don't know. I got it on Kindle, so I'm not sure. The practice. It's a okay, blue yeah. cover. I've got it. I just haven't it, read it. I've it's, also it's, read Tribes. I, oh, I haven't read that one. It's it's like, and I'm sure they're all the same because they come from his from his blog, but they're really nice and short. But the practice is really, it was really reminding me that we do our work in order to ship it and to give it to other people. We do it and then we move it out and we don't get precious about it. And the whole book is about not being precious about your work. And I can be awesome, awesomely precious about my work. It's almost like he's telling us like not to try and control the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. What about you? What have you read? So I'm just going to have to open my Goodreads because I have a memory lag on science. Um, <clears throat> so I have not read a huge amount. So at the beginning, I've read like 67 books this year, but um, all, all like the vast majority of those were in the first chunk of the year. And then I've been in pretty much a reading slump for the whole of this quarter. So I would say from about mm. April, I've, I've been in a bit of a reading slump. One, because I have overworked and I always read at night. And I've been working until like half past 10 at night. Mm. And then I'm done and like done at that point. Yeah. Um, and two, I read a load of books that put me in a slump, which we talked about That's last time. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And I have been slowly, slowly pulling myself out. So um the one book that I I think did we talk about Malice last time? Uh, I think, uh, I think it sounds that. familiar. Or maybe I heard you talk about it on your on your show. Actually, I can't remember. Yeah, maybe. Well, so I, I read King of Battle and Blood, which is by Scar Scarlett Sinclair, which is like a fantasy romance. It's basically vampire smart. <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> every single page. I loved every single page. Every what, did single you, what did you love about it? What 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 lit you up? Because your face is so cute right now. If people are watching <laughs> the video in my Patreon, like your face is just like beaming giddily. Like you're in love with it. I was. I really <laughs> was. It was just like total, it was just fluff. Like it it there was nothing. It, it wasn't like a literary masterpiece, but it was just, I just could not put it down I was invested in the characters like it it was oh it was like I don't know how to describe these books do you know how there are these books where you're like I really shouldn't enjoy this because you know it's not the most plausible plot you know it's not the most realistic love story you know it's not this you know it's not that and yet gestalt the whole yes. is more than the sum of its parts right yes. and it was just brilliant I tell me they, the name of I it mean, again because it sounded like all those other books 
king of battle and blood king and basically it's like she she masturbates in the second page or whatever it was the second chapter and then they're like banging in like the third chapter or whatever it was and i was just like this is fucking great <laughs> did you ever read the, she, the black dagger brotherhood no oh. i need to write it down Oh, those were yeah, grab the grab the first one. It's exactly the same feeling. It's also vampires and it's also very smutty. Um, so vampires are my favorite. They okay, are literally grab my the story. first Black Dagger Brotherhood. Um, they are absolutely. It was the very first book in my life that I got on a plane in New York and started reading and finished it as we taxied in in San Francisco. Because usually I'll read oh for like an hour or whatever, but I just yeah. pop, 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 you know those yeah. four and a half yeah. hours I did it and I read the whole and I read that whole series. I must say, well. I don't know. Maybe the last three or four. Okay, that is but, an endorsement. Right? Do you know the thing that I love? When it's like, like they will kill for you. Like that, they would kill for you, but like nobody else. Like, and the, so I don't really like abusive relationships or, or portrayal of that in terms of like, not, um, so domestic violence, fine. You know, well, not fine, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind reading that. What I don't like are toxic relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what I do like is something that gets right up to the line of what's acceptable. That is <laughs> the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Yes. Yeah, that is what I like. Like, we're just acceptable, but like, you're like, should I like this? I'm not sure if I should. And that's kind of where my line is. That, that's the kind of just fluff that I love. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that I just gave you a good book recommendation because you're going to, and also there's this thing in there and all of them that she makes the bad, the bad, I can't remember if they're vampires or what, but the bad people, the bad, or the bad things, they smell like baby powder. <laughs> and everyone who's read this series, like now when you smell baby powder, so like, oh no. <laughs> Such a visceral. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, wait, I literally, I'm literally going to download it. <laughs> or I might find it. I'll take a buy paper back. Oh, but I love that. The, um, the only other thing that I've read that I can really um, talk about is um, Stephen Pressfield had a new book. I don't know if you've read him. I, I do. I have such mixed feelings about him. I love him. And also, like, he Hate could him. not be more privileged. Yes, he, could I... not, he could not not understand where he sits in the world on a bigger in a bigger way but i love the war of art like i that's actually yeah. one of the few books that i will kind of pick through and and flip through again so what is the new one um it's called put your your ass where your heart wants to be um it's a good title it, it, it is a good title it's kind of a rehash of everything he's already said um but i just don't mind because i just you know he is like i i agree about the like white male privilege, middle class, you know, opportunities, all the rest of it. But I do kind of like the way that he says things. I'm I pretty sure he's high competition and that's what appeals yeah. to me. Um, because he has that very competitive mindset language. He even talked about the he dro word dropped competition in there. And I was like, yeah, this, I had a feeling he was high competition. <laughs> so yeah, like I, I have a feeling that's why he appeals to me, not necessarily anything else i think he's just using language that to i push yeah. yeah well even yeah. when he talks about resistance as being you know the the true north compass point you know where you feel the most resistance is where your heart should go i really mm -hmm. that's like a competitive way to look at it too um and mm -hmm. i can see him well, not working war. for people yeah war the war of art exactly 
Exactly. Right. There is there can only be one winner, right? So there's actually on my Trello board, there is just a, a note to myself that says the war of art but me. And that is 90 days to done. And and in bed that night when I made this decision before I saw the message um in, in my Slack channel the next day, I want to write like the war of art about writing, but the kindest, sweetest, most loving and encouraging message that has ever been given because that's where that's where he does really well he doesn't need to be kind and and he's not a mama bear I I want to be like the mama bear Stephen Pressfield there I said it <laughs> I love it I I am so here for that I I cannot wait for this can I just throw my money at you immediately because I want it <laughs> I need it I will... because I am go on I was I'm I am in fear of this next book so I need that you need to what? write that book for me. <laughs> what are you in fear of with the book? Um, I think that I am in fear that I can't write it at the pace I want to write it. I'm in fear that I don't know enough. I'm in fear that... Is this the one you're not talking about the genre publicly yet? Okay, great. Yeah. So I will not yeah. click on that. The one that I rewrote the um, outline. Well, posted. Right. Just posted. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just that I can't do it. That it's that the same thing will happen that happened with the last book. Well, not the last book, but the book before that took like four years. So yeah, I don't know. And oh, you have that, some like leftover PTSD from that. Yeah, where definitely. the P stands for publishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that um, I'm going to do it and fail. I think is the other thing that worries me. Yeah, because I still can't get rid of the financial expectation, which is a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to do it anyway, but <laughs> I still need, I, you know, we need these mindset books. because It's, it's going to be amazing because you love it. This is something that is, is important to you and the, that matters. What was the most recent book that you wrote so quickly? Was that The Anatomy of a Bestseller? Uh, was that, that one uh, I wrote in two weeks, but the other one I wrote. Good um, God. I know. I, I know. It I have was, never it done was that in my two life. Weeks set- separated by a week I think I oh well, that makes me feel better Sasha yeah that's <laughs> that's reasonable <laughs> phew anyone could do that you told me you didn't tell us about that extra you slacker <laughs> L. The, one, the one that I wrote in three weeks was the scent of death yeah. and that was and that's a novel that's I mean that's a novel and and you had fun doing that. And you did that because like you like the skeletoning, right? Remind yes, me how you I, felt about I it. I took so I wrote the skeleton, which was 20k, and then I had that open on this screen. And then on this mm. screen, I just wrote and I didn't I didn't like fiddle, I didn't cut and paste. I literally would I retyped everything yeah. that, that 20k and then expanded. And that really helped. So that's that's what I have to do with this next one. Even though it feels inefficient, it's not, I don't think. But it's not feel, inefficient at all. I think it's a fantastic method. Yeah. This is the book, you know, this is the test. If I can do it a second time, then I can do it a third and fourth and fifth. Right. So this is where the fear comes from. It's like, can I do this process again? That I think is the fear, you know? Yeah. I think you're so. going to know five days in that not only can you do this, but this is you and that you're oh. going to have so much fun oh. with those first like five days of, you know, fun squeaky. Yeah. Fun how long, how long yeah. will it take you to, um, do the skeleton, do you think? How long does that usually take you? Um For me that's the hard part. I'm not I'm not a good planner that way. Yeah, I don't I don't know is the honest answer. I would like to think maybe two weeks because I have to allow myself to think a bit. 
Yes, like, you do. And then if I say two weeks, maybe I'll do it in a week. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say two weeks and then we'll see what happens. So by the time we talk next month. <laughs> you will probably have it done. <laughs> You're actually going red. Yeah, I'm, I'm going red for you. Wow, I'm, I'm sympathetic. Yeah, I mean, I could. And then you'll be. And then you'll be cozy. And you'll be having fun. You'll be excited about it. Yeah, uh, I would like to do that. We'll, we'll, we'll be crying yeah. on the floor, but I, I think one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, will you be done with all the edits? That's like this about you. Uh, <laughs> you done with me. Yeah. I will be, I will be done with the, the, the developmental edit. It will, uh, seven miracles will be off for copy edit. I'm doing this weird thing that I've hired a copy editor as if I am moving forward to self-publishing, even though I have decided to let my agent have it. So I'm, I don't know if I'm just throwing money away, but whatever, it's not that much money. And, uh, and then if I self-publish it, it'll be, it'll be ready to go. But I also, oh yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I will be quite starting on getting into 90 days to done yet. I think that'll be another month out because I've got to work on the memoir as well. And then if I self-publish Seven Miracles, I will do the audio book, which will take a couple of weeks. And um, so probably according to my schedule, I probably won't hit getting back into 90 days to done, which is already 35,000 words written um, until maybe December. So. Did, you, did you, did did the booth arrive? No, not yet. It's not here yet. Ugh. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I can't, uh, uh, but I do have, I do have, so I've got September is like working on fixing books and then October we're gone to California for most of October. So then, and then end of October, November will be for audio. So I've got some time for it to arrive. New Zealand is so far away from everything. It should be here by mid-September, they say. Um, And then I will go into, then I will go into that. So I have one last question. Now that you're going whole heart into teaching, yes. are you going to add? Are you going to pivot? Are you or are you going to just do what you're doing and this continue? Is a, or, that's, yeah. a, that's an interesting question. I do want a bit of a rebrand, especially on my Patreon. I'm going to be adding a couple of tiers, not adding a couple of tiers, but adding a couple of perks and taking away some. Because I, I think Patreon is really cool that we get to do that. We get to get to change things around. So, um, our thing is a new, a new thing that I'm adding, uh, at the $10 a month level, I'm going to add, and this is, this is weird and it might not work, but I'm going to add a monthly meditation for writers, which is 10 minutes. You can lie on the floor in your office and let Rachel tell you that it's all going to be okay. And here's why. Um, so that's fun. So a few more writerly things. So maybe rebrand that a little bit, work on the TikTok. And yes, to answer your question more succinctly, I would like to create, and this has been my plan for a long time. I just haven't gotten around to doing it, um, is some more evergreen content because I only have one evergreen, like hour long course out there. And it just keeps chugging along, bringing in money every month, you know, a few hundred dollars. And I put that up eight years ago. Um, I still had dark hair. (laughs) So (laughs) I would like three or four more of those. So that's kind of like a a more inexpensive entry place because I'll have the book eventually at, you know, $5.99 and I'll have the $1,300 course. And I want the in-between $50, $150 place where people can also enter and, and be helped and not have to pay that much money. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And those things like they add up once you have a few of those, they really, really add up. It's funny because the presentations that I'm doing now, 
I am doing with an eye to record at some point in this quarter so that I can, because I have two, but they're like one is like a replay of a live with some bonus stuff. And then one is a, is a course, but I just, I really struggle not having a live audience because big and all of the yellow strengths. (laughs) I really do so well without a live audience. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but the live audience means it's not really evergreen. Right. So I kind of have to, I have to financially, I need to like uh, balance that. So yeah, that is why I'm like, I'm going to perform it, test it, you know, live teaching and then record it afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know what the, what the, I know we're going to wind it up here, but do you know what the best platforms are right now for, for doing this? Cause I use teachable and I used Udemy. Are there other ones that are big I, right now? Are, is there anything that can go through Shopify? Because I am in the middle of setting up a Shopify site. Can you sell courses through Shopify? So I use Thinkific. Yeah. Do you like is, it? Yeah, I do. It's been very user-friendly. You can do your all. It's very uh, teachable, similar it's mm-hmm. just slightly cheaper, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I connect it to Stripe, which means it must be able to go through Shopify, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, but you have to still, I think, they have to take the course on the platform. Right, right. Yeah. Because I yes. don't know that Shopify is going to have any... They won't have any. That, they won't have that. No. So, but okay, that you could link out. Because I sure. link out on my website, Yeah. I love yeah. all this stuff. I love all yeah, this business. Yeah. <laughs> all oh, right. Oh, oh, yes. oh, one recommendation. I have not read this, but two of my friends have read this and have been have literally like used all of their post-it notes. This is about um <sighs> Yes, Morgana Best. I've been hearing her on all the podcasts. Yeah. Oh, tell tell us the title. Doing, the, uh, stop ma- stop making others rich. How authors can make banks selling direct. So I've had this recommended by more than one person as literally the go-to Bible for selling direct. Um, haven't read it, can't recommend it myself, but it is literally like next on my TBR. So do you want, so let's talk about it next time too. Yes. Okay. Let's do okay. that. Let's do Perfect. that. Yes. Deal. <laughs> well done. Well it. done. Okay. okay. And now it's like almost midnight. You're telling me you must be so tired. This is your first day back in the office. I'm buzzing. I'm so glad to be back. It's unbelievable. Oh. I love that. Okay, my darling. Happy writing. Thanks for everything. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.